Okay, and let's begin. Uh, welcome to the Manifesto. I'm your host, Logan. Today, my guest is John Craig, Mayor of Eastern Charlotte. Hi, John. How you doing today, Logan? Nice to be here. Thank mm-hmm. you. Doing pretty good. So, uh, first off, you are you're my mayor. Eastern Charlotte is my home and has been my whole life. Great place mm-hmm. to live. Right. Uh, first thing I want to talk about is housing. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I, I did run for council last fall, and I did focus a lot on housing because housing is a big problem, especially in Eastern Charlotte. Mm-hmm. What, does, what can the municipality do alongside the provincial government and the feds to to increase the housing stock in Eastern Charlotte? Okay, the one thing we the one thing that we're definitely working on right ready at this moment. Uh, the first thing we did, we have one person hired. Uh, that basically, we call him. I guess the, the title is like a project manager and his job is to stay on top of the housing developments and, and, and not just housing, but businesses as well. And to entice businesses and, 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 uh, people that want to build in the area, work, call them, talk to them, uh, keep, keep, keep the conversation going. We do have some projects on the go. Uh, and uh, I'll start off in the Black Harbor area, uh, Black Harbor area. The, there's a, there's been a deal made with Connors brothers and because in the, in, in Blacks Harbor, if I just back up a step, in Blacks Harbor, the only land available has been Connors Brothers property. And Connors Brothers was able to work out a deal with, with the local government. So they're going to be giving some land or in a, in a deal, giving, handing some land over to the, to the, uh, to the municipality. And we'll be able to put housing in right away because inside Blacks Harbor, there's already water and sewage. So there's going to be quite a few houses of housing lots available right in Black Cyber. So we'll be sending out uh, RFPs for that request for for proposals for all those properties. And uh, as well, inside Black Cyber, we have Eastern Charlotte Waterways who are in the process. They're going to be start breaking ground this year on a, a brand new apartment building. And they're, they plan on building two apartment buildings. They're going to start one this year. And as well, in Black Harbor, there's a building called what they call the 260 building. It's, in, it's tucked in behind the, the Stella Maris Hall. And that's a fairly big office building, and it's going to be turned into housing as well. And Eastern Charlotte Waterways have taken that over as well, and they're going to be moving ahead with that. And they're going to be starting starting renovations of that as soon as possible. And they want to get housing and in, 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 uh, apartments into that building as well. So that's just in the Black Harbor area. As well, the uh, in the St. George area, uh, the the new council has has pinpointed as a priority for extra to to extend water and sewage in the St. George area out probably out what they call the uh, towards the Tim Horton subway out that way. Try to extend water and sewage out that way so we can bring in more businesses and housing along that way. That seems to be the area of growth going out. out out, out of St. George and we can and we're going to get the pricing of that what it's going to cost to extend water and sewage there's only the only way to grow is is to get more housing is to get more water and sewage available because new businesses don't want to come there unless they get water and sewage as well and, and they need properties they need fairly large properties so we're well, there's there's property out there that is available so that's one thing we're going to be working on as well Think, these things are going to be working on fairly fast and we're working with we're working with all the developers as well if we if we can make it work out deals with with developers and and work with them to make sure that uh, they do build in our area. Um, I I want to talk about 
the count, like what the council is working on. I have yet been able to attend the council meeting because of mm-hmm. school and other conflicts. So what are the council's top priorities this year? <clears throat> the, well, the, the, basically, I'm, uh, I actually I don't have the list in front of me, but I do have the the the, the two top priorities uh, at, at this moment, and they 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 actually pinpointed those. Number one is to extend water and sewage, as as I said, out towards Tim Hortons uh, subway out, out that way, uh, out out of the St. George, where they got uh, out just out past the, the town of St. George. The old, the old, the old town, and and number two is to uh, the second priority is to uh, to clean up what we call dangerous and unsightly properties in the in all the areas, especially mm-hmm. especially especially the rural areas. Uh, but there's 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 different areas that we deem uh, dangerous and unsightly, and we're going to be working on that and and into enforcing that. So there's areas that, are, you know, if you drive along, you, you see a property with all kinds of broken down cars and things that are broken, you know, washing machines and stuff sitting outside, trash. We're going to be working on that and enforcing that right away. So that, those are really our top two priorities is, is uh, extending water and sewage for more housing and as well uh, enforcing dangerous and unsightly properties. Those are the two top priorities, but, but there are other priorities for sure. Uh, every, every counselor is bringing priorities to the, to the table, whether it could be, it could be fixing buildings. We have, we, we were, as a municipality, we were handed a whole bunch of new buildings from the provincial government. Uh, one was the, um, the fire hall in the Bonnie river area, second falls area that, that building was handed to us. The, the, the fire hall in Penfield was, was handed over to us. And as well, the, uh, the fire hall in the uh, Fundy Bay area was handed over to us as well. Those are buildings that all need extra work. And so they, they, uh, but we're going to be working with the provincial government, trying to get money from the provincial government. And I think Andrew is going to work with us closely to try to get money to make sure those buildings are renovated because those buildings did need work. It was handed over to us as a, basically as a gift, but it's a gift that needs work. <laughs> so that's one thing we're going to be working on uh, as, as well. Housing, housing is the probably the number one issue. And we're, we're going to be, every counselor recognizes that housing has to move ahead. And we say we uh, we're working with the uh, project manager to making sure that we do move ahead with that. The, uh, the priority on unsightly and dangerous properties. I I'm a big fan of that. There are a lot of properties that that think people need to be told that they need to to fix it up and to clean up and uh, make it mm-hmm. look livable and nice. Well, exactly. You have to re- you have to remember there's a, there's a there's all kinds of facets that number one is the environment because if if there's vehicles sitting there, we know darn well that they're leaking fluids and, and everything else and machines and those are they're all leaking stuff into the ground. So and, and of course people in the outside areas, how do they get their water? Well, they get their water through the water table, which is through wells, and it goes into the house. So that that's and as well, if it's a if it's a property near you, it it, it lowers the, the value of your property. In the past, in the past, uh, the provinces. Has has was in, in charge of enforcing it. Now that we are going to be deemed a town, that, that's our classification. We that will give us the authority to be able to go do that. And as well, on top of that, we don't have to pay the province money to enforce it. In the past, we, we're we're being told that we have to pay the province one hundred and forty thousand dollars a year for them to enforce 
these dangers on sightly properties. And now we're no, we don't have to pay the problems anymore. We're going to take that hundred forty thousand dollars and use it to to enforce that just to all those properties. And we're going to. The, the, you have to remember the province didn't have many enforcement officers. They only had two for the whole province. Mm -hmm. So now we can we can pinpoint them ourselves and we can work on them right away. And there's a there, there's steps and there's the policy of of doing that. There's step we have to you know first send them a letter and work with them to try to get it cleaned up. And if if things don't progress, then we have at the end of the day, we end up, if if nothing is done, then we end up cleaning it up, and then we'll send them a bill. Um, Eastern Charlotte has seen a big population boom, especially since COVID, people moving in from Ontario, Alberta, uh, the rest of the country. Mm -hmm. What is the municipality plan on continuing the population growth in Eastern Charlotte? Well, the the only the only way to keep increasing the population here is is from our housing, and that's one thing we have to continue with. We're working we're working closely with uh, developers. We're working with with uh, businesses to to you know Cook, Smiley, all the major companies. We're working with all of them to expand and and get more housing. Clarence Brothers. The only, the only way those those businesses can can move ahead too, because they, they need workers as well. Because they're, they're trucking workers in from outside. They're bringing uh, workers in from St. John, St. Stephen every day, buses, and people are traveling in for the vehicles. We want those people to live in our area, so we recognize that as a as the number one issue. So that's the only way we can grow is is for housing. And there's 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 not a lot of prop. There's not a lot of houses available at the moment and that's the big issue it's not just that it's not just an issue in eastern charlotte it's a it's a it's a, it's a issue for all new Brunswick and canada right, right at the moment well tourism is a really big deal a lot of jobs a lot of income a lot of money that comes in eastern charlotte because well, we have the bay of funday on our doorstep does mm -hmm. municipality have any plans to continue to attract tourists and to attract more tourists Absolutely. Uh, um, the one thing is the uh, the service commission now ha has money and and the, and they're one of the things that they uh, have their directives this year now is tourism, and I've asked I've asked um, a local person to who's who sits on the chamber of commerce in Eastern Charlotte to sit on that tourism board. Tourism is very important. It's not the service commission. Uh, I'll, I'll just back up a step. The service commission includes all the mayors from, from, from Charlotte County. So you got McAdam, you got Campobello, you got St. Andrews, St. Stephen, you got uh, Grand Winan, and you also have the Fundy Bay area, all of us sitting on the, on the service commission. And tourism is, is one of their big things they have, they're going to be working on. We have a person that's full time working on that. So we have to work together. St. Andrews would be the number one tourist area. That means that I mean that's our number one industry in St. Andrews. But all the money will not be going to St. Andrews. We want to be working together and, and have projects, whether it's signage on the highway or this, if it's better advertising on the internet. We have to we have to sell our area to 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 uh, to people that want to come to the area. The COVID COVID is now over, and we have to start now working uh, really hard on tourism because tourism is a major a major industry in our area it's not our it's not our number one industry in uh, in eastern charlotte but it's definitely a a major industry that brings people to not just to to uh black sire or, or st george but also as well the islands in Campbell and grandma and Anne. um you were acclaimed in the last election alongside i do believe for the counselors turnovers mm -hmm. 
in my eyes, abysmal in the election. Yeah. What do you, do you have anything to say about the perceived lack of interest in the elections last fall? <laughs> yeah, I, I can I can tell you a lot about that. Number number one, I would say is that it was a lack of communication by the problems in New Brunswick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I campaigned all summer. I knew that it was happening. I knew was what was going on because I was the mayor of Black Black Cyber. I knew that we were forced into amalgamation, and I knew the timelines and on, on what was going on. But if I as I was out campaigning all summer long, and I was out all summer long. As I went around, nobody really knew what was going on. They didn't know there was an election in, in November. Nobody knew that there was amalgamation. Nobody knew how the amalgamation was going to work. And everybody was new to it. And either either they didn't know, number one, or number two, they were scared to get involved because it's all brand new. It's 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 a it's a whole new whole new thing, and the the province of New Brunswick did not communicate it well, and they are still not communicating it 100 percent well. And uh, and uh, I would say even even the province of New Brunswick dropped the ball at one point. The well, I should say elections in New Brunswick dropped the ball. They they sent out the wrong advertising when it came down to the election time. They sent out. To all, all these documents saying there was no election in your area, and when it was when 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 there was an election in the area, they mm-hmm. sent out the wrong forms, so it cost them about a half a million dollars mistake. So there was a lot of problems this past year, and they say people just didn't know what was going on, and not just in our area. I mean, I've heard it in St. Stephen area, and I've heard it all around the other areas too. People just just did not know what was happening. Amalgamation came along to us; it was forced on us very quickly, and without a lot of uh, the communication and and I think that's why the numbers were down low. People just didn't understand what was what was happening. My next question was going to be about the the amalgamation itself and your opinions on it, but you did answer it right there. I well, I mean, I can give you my opinion on it so far. Yeah. Uh, so far, I mean, it's, it, 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 if if you if you think it's going to be a big savings as far as money it, it, it ha- we have not seen that as of yet uh, really so far it's cost is money <laughs> the, um the uh the, the the to set it all up to get things going there may be some cost savings as we go along with, with say the fire service for example we're working closely with the fire service i have a counselor um, actually uh, mike thompson who's actually working on that right now trying to uh, work with our, our fire services eastern charlotte has uh, in our just our area alone we have uh, three three different fire departments we have fundy bay we have the st george and then we also have what you call the the black cyber penfield fire department combined so and, and as well we have five fire halls in the area too so there may be some savings as we go along in the fire service as far as you know we we work together in buying equipment that we don't we don't be redundant and buying you know buying three things in the same thing we buy one piece of equipment then we all share it training we could save money on uh the location of new fire trucks they can be put in the in the best places uh, instead of everybody getting a new fire truck you get the new a new fire truck you put in the best place possible and making sure that the other ones are all manned as well but yeah uh, there could be cost savings as time goes along same as the public works as well too 
there may be savings as to you may not need a, you know, we don't need two street sweepers, for example. You could have one street sweeper and then you just just share it amongst the, the two municipalities. Um, but right at the moment, there has not been any cost savings. I would say so far, there has not been any. We've had to renovate. We've had to renovate the uh, municipal building in St. George for, for new offices. So that's cost us a fair amount of money. We were, as I said earlier, we were handed all these new buildings, uh, not new buildings, but uh, uh, buildings that were already uh, in the in the hands of the province of Brunswick that were handed over to us, so that's going to cost us money to renovate those buildings as well. So uh, so far, there has not been any made no major cost savings at all so far. So hopefully down the road, maybe in a few years, there might be some, but uh, none none that we can see so far. My one question is: Where is town office? Is it in the old office in St. George? That's correct. We moved in. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's two re- there's a couple of reasons for that. The n- number one reason is the uh, the 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 council of Blacks Harbors basically bartered off the building in Blacks Harbor before the amalgamation was finalized. Mm-hmm. So we we took that building and made a deal with Connor Brothers, uh, making a deal with them. They're taking over the building, and at the same time they're giving us properties that we can we can uh, put housing in on these properties. So it was a deal for that. So so we moved all the offices. So the new government came along. We don't have an office in Blacks Harbor, so we have to re- we renovated the office. In St. George, we changed the sign on the building. It's no longer the town of St. George. It's now Eastern Charlotte. So the sign outside has changed. We had to put an office in there for the mayor's mayor because the mayor never had an office. The mayor needs an office. And as well, we had to make room for uh, two more people, uh, two more staff members coming over from Blacks Harbor because nobody lost their jobs. So their offices were moved over to the the St. George building. So it costs us a fair amount of money to renovate the building and, and to put brand new offices in, inside that building. It's, it's an older building, probably built in the 80s, I'm guessing it was. And so it's it's going to work for now, but really, is that the future? Probably not. I mean, sometime down the road when we get more money or we get money available, there should be a brand new municipal building, maybe more centrally located as well. Uh, you have been mayor of three different municipalities now, those being St. Andrews, Black Harbor, and now Eastern Charlotte. Could you talk about, could you talk a bit about being mayor of three different places? Well, I, I do have, I, say I do have the honor. I was the first person, I'm the first person in New Brunswick to be able to, to do that, to, to be the mayor of three different locations. And uh, I, I, I was very fortunate. I did, I did it for 11 years in St. Andrews and, uh, and, and I have a lot of experience and I was, I was very fortunate. I, I did serve on council before I served as mayor of St. Andrews too. And I had a really good teacher down there. I had a mayor, uh, Chris Fleming at the time was the mayor down there. He just passed away this past year, but he, he was a good trainer. I learned a lot from him a, a, on council. And I think it's imperative before a person goes into being a mayor that they serve on council for a while, for a while to understand your role, because not everybody understands their role as mayor if you just jump into it. You have to understand how the system works, how things, you know, we have to work with people and build relationships and understand understand the rules and regulations as well. And and that's not learned overnight. That takes time. And even now, I've done about 13, 14 years as a mayor, and I'm still learning. I know, and I will continue to learn as we go along because things change. Nothing ever stays the same. So you're always learning. But as far as the basics and, and, and the mayorship and my, my style, I've kept my style Every, every mayor has their own style and I've, I've kept my style and, and it seems to work. And, and with my, with my style, I'm trying to gel 
Eastern Eastern Charlotte together. Mm-hmm. And because you have to remember the outside areas of, of St. George and Black Cyber never had a mayor before or a council. Yeah. So I'm trying to work on the outside areas like the Back Bay area, the Bonnie River area, and all the outside areas go to go to you know birthday parties, anniversary parties, making sure that they realize now that they have a mayor and communicate with them, go go to a senior seniors groups and talk to them and let them know what's going on and keep that line of communication open. So basically it's almost basically a full-time job for a mayor now. It wasn't when I first became mayor of Sanders, but now with Eastern Charlotte being such a large area and taking in like 70 it's 7700 people so it's it's basically a full-time job yeah i i never had a council or mayor until the amalgamation last fall which it, it's nice to have a, a lo- local government representing you yeah well yes mm-hmm. and you can say is and it's good that and i think it's it was imperative that we started off as a ward system too because it guaranteed it guaranteed every area of the new entity, a, a voice, because every area of, the, of that entity basically was kind of unique in its own way. Back Bay was was doing their thing. Uh, uh, you have uh, Bonnie River was doing their thing. You had Beaver Harbor doing their own thing. Black Harbor, of course, and St. George and Penfield. Each area was unique and and distinct in their own in their own way so i I think it was great that we had a ward system which guaranteed at least one counselor from each area to be sitting on that council so each area now has a voice and a strong voice so that you can bring priorities from every area every every area forward uh i i remember the patrick connor's complex in black was a risk of closing i think it was 2021 and that was a whole deal because it's the only hockey rink in the, in the municipality. What has been done to ensure that the Patrick Connors complex is not going to be shut down? Well, uh, 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 to try to back it back up a step. When I, when I first got elected as mayor in Blacks Harbor, which is what, what 2021 was it? Yeah. 2021. Uh, the, the former council at the time when it came to election time, the former council in, in doing their budget planned and closing the arena. They, they felt that they could not lo- any longer financially do it. So when, so what happened in that spring of, of that year, uh, the new, the election came up and everybody that ran for council, the new, the, but they call the the newer people, people who were on council before, their platform basically was that we're going to do things differently and we're going to keep that arena open. And that's the first thing that, that, but which was my first council in Black Harbor, which is what we did. We kept it open. That was step number one, keeping it open. And we, what we did, what we did, we, we brought the uh, financial advisor in, we brought the accountant in, we went through every line of the budget and we found money. We found money available to keep the arena going just to get the doors open. And we were able to do that. So we announced within a month or two that the come, come September uh, that that building would be open again. And so and it, and it happened. We got the doors open. And ever since in that last year or so, everything was moving moving forward very well. The, the arena has, has done very well financially. Uh, we've It's got a lot of use. We we signed a contract with the uh, YMCA. So now they, they do different. Um, they run their the YMCA runs their their activities out of that building. So mm-hmm. no longer is this a hockey rink. We want that to be it's becoming more of a recreational center for the for the whole area. And uh, so what 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 happened uh, last year, last summer, I guess we announced we were able to get uh, about two, how much was it? Almost 
three three quarters of a million dollars uh, money t- for that arena for, um, for for things to be to be brought into more modern, more heating systems, a new clock, mm-hmm. uh, m- uh, better ice making um, um, machines, uh, better lighting, um, new floors. So we were able to we were able to, and, we're, and we actually we're still working on that right at the moment. We're still buying new stuff for that building. And and we're we're bringing it up to uh, up to where, where it should be. We want that we want that building come uh, in in April. Usually, come March or April, once the hockey get over, the building basically got closed down. But we don't want to see that from here on in. We want that building open year round. So we so once the ice comes out, we want to see and and we are going to see this year. We're going to see ball hockey going on inside. We're going to see lacrosse going on inside. We're going to have YMCA YMCA running their their programs year round inside that building as well. Uh, on the other side, where the curling curling side is, we're putting a whole new floor in there so they can have basketball volleyball uh and there's a, an, another sport that's that's fairly fairly uh, big now is going to be played on the other side we took the curve we we're no longer going to have curling in there because we feel that curling st george has a curling rink and we yeah. don't we don't need two in the area if you have two then one competes against the other and therefore one doesn't do well and the other doesn't curling isn't as big a sport as it used to be to have to have to, to have two of them in your area we wanted to make sure that the one in st george does well so we did not so we decided to, to put a new floor in on the curling side of the the patrick connor's building so they can play other sports year round so they could be playing hockey on one side and kids could be playing basketball or volleyball on the other side. And, and this is year round. We want things going on in that building year round. On the outside of the building, there's a, a what they call a ball, like a ball hockey area. That's mm-hmm. going to be all. Re, that's all going to be resurfaced this year too. It's all we're putting all kinds of money into that, as well a playground that that's located in Black Harbor on the main street. We're moving that playground down to where the next to the arena, so the YMCA can use the, all the playground equipment as well. Mm-hmm. And it gets the playground equipment away from the main road, which is will be safer. And then we can sell that. Then we can sell that land off where the playground is for for housing. So that opens up a nice probably could, could be end up being two new nice apartment complexes in where that playground is as well. Yes, I do like to see the Connors complex getting getting more use than it has in recent years. Well, exactly, and we, and we don't we don't want to, I don't want to keep calling it a hockey arena. It's we want to move move towards more of a recreational center. Mm-hmm. So that way, that way, people just don't think it's hockey anymore. We want this to be year round. And we want that building to be used all the time. When I drive by in in May and June, July and August, I want to see cars there. I want to see that that's that's a happening place. And it doesn't belong to Black Tiger anymore. It belongs to Eastern Charlotte. It belongs to all the taxpayers of the whole area. And we want to make sure that it looks good, that it's viable, and as well as more modernized as, as well. Um, recently, there have been talks of allowing ATVs on select roads in the town of Saint, or former town of Saint George. What do you think about allowing ATVs to travel on the roads? Well, there, there, there's there's some talk of it. My deputy mayor David Hat is 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 really spearheading this, and would like mm-hmm. to see that move ahead. Not just in St. George, but the Black Harbor area too. The, the, uh, right now, there's a there, we're trying to get new water lines brought into Black Harbor, and, and once we put new water lines in, we'd like to use those when they dig up 
dig up to put these water lines in to be able to make it big enough so they'll have uh, routes for four-wheelers to come down towards into Black's Harbor so that way people tourist it's good for tourism it brings people mm -hmm. down into the towards Grand Manan so that people in the Grand Manan that people can go down to the ferry landing go over to Grand Manan come down and use the businesses in Black's Harbor you know stop and shop there's a restaurant down there there's a grocery store there's different stores starting to open up now in Black's Harbor so that will all help with tourism having it in the Black's Harbor area and in the St. George area we have to we have to work with the with the residents and actually next week the next week the uh the uh there's a a presentation coming to council and 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 not just the council but the, all the people of eastern Shire, they're making a presentation on uh on tuesday night with about four wheelers and, and that's sort of thing in the area so we, we we want to try to work work towards that because it is good for tourism but we have at the same time we have to make sure that we work with the residents making sure that it all works you have to remember that it takes one or two bad people on a four wheeler to ruin it for everybody. And, uh, and, and, but that's the same way it would be for a vehicle too. There's people that shouldn't be driving a vehicle as well either drinking, drinking and driving as well too. So I think we have to make sure that uh, we do it in a responsible way making sure that everybody's happy with roots and the way things will work. Um, I know some people have are not fans of the name Eastern Shell. And I believe there was a, proposal I counsel to look at changing the name. What do you think about changing the name away from Eastern Charlotte? Well, the, uh, it was actually the, one of the first things on the, uh, the first meeting that we had in January, it was mm -hmm. brought forward to change the name and it was voted down by council. So, and uh, so council moved ahead and we we're going to keep it as Eastern Charlotte. So at this point it's, it's, it's going to be Eastern Charlotte for, for now. And mm -hmm. it won't be, it will not be brought up again now because it was voted on by council to move ahead with as Eastern Charlotte. Uh that's all the questions I have. Do you have anything you want to say to the people listening? Uh, no, not really. The, uh, we did get the uh, the new uh, the new uh, tax rates for the whole area now. Uh, yeah. That was re that was released the uh, the uh, a day or two ago, and it wasn't as bad as we thought it was going to be. Uh, the 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 outside areas we thought we were going to get impacted. A fair amount. Uh, the only area that really got impact, impacted the most was the Penfield area. So each area has their own tax rate, same as they always did. So that really doesn't change. But uh, some some went up. Like most of them, most everything either went up up by a penny or two, or some came down by a penny or two. The biggest the biggest areas that really changed the most was Black's Harbor. Black's Harbor dropped by seven cents uh, because of because of the shared cost. Like the basically they were, the arena and YMCA, the Black's Harbor residents were paying the whole shop for the buildings. So therefore their tax rate will come down because an arena is considered a shared cost for the whole area. So that, that takes that off the back of the residents of Black's Harbor. And St. George tax rate dropped by two cents because I think the uh, macadamic place is considered a shared cost for everybody because everybody uses it the whole area so um, that's a sort of a shared cost so so but but the province of New Brunswick put a cap put a cap of five cents no nobody could nobody could go up any more than five cents in the tax rate and they put a cap on the only one that did go up five cents was the Penfield area so I thought at the end of the day that was good news but but mm -hmm. saying all that it wasn't our budget. It wasn't the Eastern Charlotte. We did not do the budget. It was the province of New Brunswick that actually did the, the first budget for this year. We had no say in it. 
we were just handed the budget and all the numbers this past week. But then our council won't have any say into say into the new budget until late this year for next year's budget. So uh, right now, right now is not as bad as we thought it was going to be. So. <laughs> So that's guess I guess it was kind of good news. You have to remember that a lot of people get hit by double whammy this year. They get hit by higher tax assessments, and then if you, then if you get a tax rate increase, that makes it even harder. Yeah. Well, uh, John, thanks for taking the time to do this interview with me. No, there's no problem. We, we can do this. We can do this every month or every second month. We, we, whatever you want to do. No, well, that might be a good idea. I'll, I'll let you know. Yeah, I usually do one monthly for CHCO. I just did one yesterday with them and their their TV studio in the, in St. Andrews. So I did that. I do that monthly as well. Do you ever see those those recordings? I I have I have before. Yes. Yeah, I think you actually you you did one actually. Come to think of it, you did one. I, yeah, I you, did one for when I was running for council last fall. It was it's it was an experience being in front of a TV camera. A little little yeah. nerve wracking, but. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I'm used to it because I did it when I was mayor of St. Andrews. We did it all the time in St. Andrews, which was great, great training for me. We, uh, St. Andrews was actually the forefront of, of being everything being televised. So mm-hmm. all my all my meetings in St. Andrews were always televised. And then afterwards, we had a question and answer with the with the mayor or anything afterwards. So you get, you get used to it, and you forget you kind of forget about the camera being there. You just, it's just a conversation like you and I are having right now. It's just a, it's just a conversation going back and forth. Okay, John. Thanks. Have no problem. You, you take care, man. It's good to hear from you. You take care. I do too. Bye.